Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. California lawmakers work to ensure abortion rights. This is a call to action, not just California, but across the country. I'm Maureen Kavanaugh. This is KPBS Midday Edition. We speak with State Senate President Tony Atkins on abortion rights and the California budget. It isn't just gas, it's consumer goods, it's the cost and inflation. So our goal would be to try to provide resources to Californians who are struggling right now as soon as we possibly could. And photography exhibits are the focus of our weekend preview. That's ahead on Midday Edition. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. State lawmakers have come out in force this week to voice their support for abortion rights in California. The leaked Supreme Court decision striking down Roe v. Wade has galvanized pro-choice sentiments across the state. In addition to a package of 13 new bills aimed at strengthening reproductive rights, there's now a push for a state constitutional amendment enshrining a woman's right to choose in California. State Senate President Tony Atkins from San Diego has been in the forefront of many of those efforts, and that's in addition to some ambitious budget proposals that would secure a cash rebate for Californians and expand social services. Joining me now is Senate President Pro Tem Tony Atkins, and welcome to the program. Well, thanks, Maureen. It's always good to talk with you. Now, at a press conference you held on Tuesday reacting to the leaked Supreme Court ruling, you said, we've been here before and we know where this leads. And I'm wondering, what did you mean by that? Well, Maureen, I, before I entered elected office, I actually ran a clinic in San Diego and Los Angeles where we provided reproductive health services as well as abortion. And I met a number of women who didn't have access uh, always to abortion services. And we know where it leads. Uh, Women will die. Women will not be able to access services in parts of the country. And and it's even been difficult in parts of California where where there aren't enough uh, providers. So it overall hurts women and our families related to our own health care, whether it's maternal health or accessing abortion. We know that with lack of access and lack of choices, it drastically changes the lives of women. Now, California has been preparing to secure abortion rights in the state for some time. Can you give us an idea of what the legislature has already done? 
back in the fall when we became aware of the law in Texas, as well as the Mississippi case, we felt like we needed to assess our foundational healthcare structure to make sure that we were prepared for what might come, which is more women coming from other parts of the the country who couldn't access abortion in their own home states. So Planned Parenthood and a group of more than 40 other stakeholders, doctors, health advocates, nurses, a number of groups, uh, health advocacy groups convened in the fall to talk about how we would strengthen our ability to provide services to our own residents, as well as to those who would ultimately be traveling to California. So the future of Abortion Council came into being. They made more than 45 recommendations to the governor and to the legislature in particular, some budget actions, some legislation. And the outcome of that was probably almost 15 pieces of legislation by members of the Women's Legislative Caucus. And of course, a number of budget asks through the budget process and to the governor. So what you see now is bills working their way through both the Assembly and the Senate. And then, of course, you saw earlier this week on Tuesday, we stated that we would be doing a constitutional amendment to make sure that the right to abortion is actually specifically called out in our California Constitution. Yeah, how quickly could a constitutional amendment be done? We would be required by the end of June to actually have something to place on the ballot. It takes a two-thirds vote of both houses, the Senate and the Assembly, and then it would be basically on the ballot. Our goal is November, where it would take a majority vote of Californians to put this into our Constitution. San Diego Assemblywoman Akila Weber's proposal, along with others, would provide free access to abortion to all California women and women who come here from other states. How would California pay for that? Well, there's also a different piece of legislation that talks about a fund, making a fund available so that we wouldn't just count on resources from California, but we would count on philanthropy and contributions and donations. This is a call to action. What is going to happen in not just California, but across the country, uh, it's going to strain our ability to provide services if you have more clients who need to access the service. But I would also point out in terms of the resources and money, California already provides access to abortion through our Medi-Cal system for those who are seeking abortion services in California, California residents. And so this would just build upon a fund that we've always had. There's more than 80 funds across the country. I know of multiple funds in California that have been available since the days that I ran a clinic where uh, women in the state and out of the state could access those funds to help pay for the cost of an abortion. I'd like to pivot and talk about the state budget now. Last week, Senate Democrats unveiled a spending plan that included a cash rebate for Californians. How would that work? Well, we have been working, obviously, with our uh, colleagues in the Assembly. And on this piece, we do agree. Obviously, there's a bigger budget that we're talking about that has to go through our budget process. But we proposed what we have called the Better for Families rebate proposal. And that would be a $200 refund for every taxpayer and dependent in single filing households with less than $125,000 in taxable income. Uh, The cost will be about $8,000 
$8 billion. That's less than the proposal and solution that the governor put forward, but it's an equitable solution. Everyone is affected by the cost of gasoline. It isn't just gas, it's consumer goods, it's the cost and inflation. So our goal would be to uh, try to provide resources to Californians who are struggling right now as soon as we possibly could. And so that would be the framework of our proposal, 200 refund every taxpayer. Of course, if you have dependents, you could receive additional $200. So it could it could be a good, significant rebate for Californians. And it would cover about 90% of taxpayers in California, as opposed to being vehicle-based, which was the governor's proposal. Now, the Senate's cash rebate proposal would cost about $8 billion, is what I read. But the amount of the budget surplus California is looking at this year is incredible. It's estimated now at $68 billion. What else is in the Democrats' plan to spend some of that surplus money? We are looking at a number of things. Support for small businesses that are still struggling. We have a huge tab of unemployment insurance that we have to repay. And that comes from businesses. Businesses have to pay for what we've gone through in the last several years. We want to make sure that as we are also looking to support struggling Californians, our businesses have struggled, particularly our small businesses. So there's recommendations for how to support small business through extended grant programs in addition to the unemployment uh, insurance and prepaying that to support small business. There is additional dollars for K through 12 education through Prop 98. There will be additional resources for higher education, housing. We continue to struggle with homelessness and production of housing. So you're going to see recommendations that help us with production, but also help us with affordability, um, help us with workforce issues around trying to solve the homelessness problem. We have seen the numbers increase on our streets downtown. We want to be able to provide the support to address that problem. But a bigger issue, which I'm pretty excited about to be able to use money to actually make a difference. And a lot of that is going to be related to climate, drought, how we address fire prevention and sustainability in our communities. And so that's going to mean additional money to help us combat climate. I want to go back to the cash reserves and spending for just a minute. One of the biggest economic worries right now is inflation. And of course, the Federal Reserve is raising interest rates to try to cool off rising prices. Won't additional cash rebates and spending fuel the amount of money available and add to inflation? Well, what I know right now, Maureen, uh, we look at this stuff uh, fiscally and financially, but Californians are hurting. And I think that it makes sense that if there is a surplus in reserve, that we are balanced in what we do at the state level. And so when we talk about investments in climate, investments in healthcare and education, we know that people are hurting right now. The cost of housing, the cost of consumer goods, gasoline obviously is front and center, which is why everyone's talking about rebates related to gasoline due to the fact that we put a lot of our uh, gas tax money, actually all of it, based on the proposition we passed several years ago to address infrastructure. You are going to see a good amount of money going into infrastructure improvements, something we haven't been able to do in California for decades, whether we're talking about deferred maintenance on our colleges, uh, university campuses, our K-12 through campuses, community colleges. And so I think that we want to be prudent with the money that we spend because we know that it will not we will not always have these kinds of resources. So we need to invest in things that will be long-term. We are very 
cognizant of maintaining fiscal prudence and responsibility, even as we spend money on infrastructure. And finally, if you were going to take an educated guess, when do you expect Californians might actually see that $200 cash rebate to show up in the mail? My hope was that this be a matter of urgency and as soon as possible, but it it takes three parties to negotiate, the governor, the speaker, and I, and we had hoped to be able to do this well before the budget process, which we are in right now, May into the beginning of June. So I still have hopes that we'll be able to do this as soon as possible, and that if not in the coming couple of weeks, we're able to do it through the budget process. And then it's a matter of getting the money out to people as quickly as we can. That would be my goal. I do think this is a matter of urgency. I wish we had been able to act before now. My goal is to try and get this done as soon as possible. I've been speaking with Senate President Pro Tem Tony Atkins. Thank you so much for your time, and thank you for speaking with us. Maureen, thank you. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota Dealers whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places. This is KPBS Midday Edition. I'm Maureen Kavanaugh. In our weekend preview, we have sound immersion, the ballet, and lots of photography. Joining me with all the details is KPBS arts editor and producer, Julia dixon Evans, And welcome, Julia. Hi, Maureen. Thanks for having me. At the Oceanside Museum of Art tonight is Music at the Museum, and this time it's inspired by the street photography exhibition currently on view. What can we expect? So this is an indoor-outdoor event. It starts at 5 o'clock tonight, and access to the museum, Oceanside Museum of Art, is free tonight. This event is anchored in the Oceanside Unfiltered Street Photography Exhibition. And if you haven't seen that yet, it closes at the end of this month. So do it now. And also opening this weekend is the new Shinpei Takeda exhibition. It's called Limit of Your Safe Space. Shinpei Takeda is a border artist living in Tijuana, but also in Germany, and was born in Japan. He's known for his massive, immersive sculptures, and there'll be plenty of that in this installation. But it's also the result of the set of workshops that he ran with a small group of refugees, immigrants, and veterans. They all explored stories of their own safe spaces and safe passages. And Takeda has built what he's calling this mixed reality world. So it's with augmented reality and then this physical built environment, all based on those stories. And as for the outdoor element of this event, the members only car club will have their lowriders parked outside and there'll be food and beer and wine. The event itself is free, but um, you can RSVP in advance in case they reach capacity. You can also buy drink tickets in advance to save time in the bar line. They're having street dance freestyle performances from Wild 7 Freestyle Crew. DJ Grande will play some sets and Oceanside rapper Desi Hollows performing, who just put out a new album, One Nation Under the Funk. And this is the opening track, Roll Through, and it has a really great video that just came out last week. That's Roll Through by Desi Hollow, who'll perform at Music at the Museum at the Oceanside Museum of Art tonight at 5. 
Now let's stick with photography. In La Jolla, the Joseph Bellows Gallery opens a new exhibition tonight of some of San Diego's best photographers. The exhibition is called San Diego Views, but Julia, it's not exactly going to be coastal views and sunsets, is it? You might get some sunsets and coastal views, but this is not necessarily going to be a show about San Diego views so much as it is these distinct styles of the 12 photographers in the show. This is their vision, their view. And the show is based on a print portfolio that was published two years ago. It has work by Philip Schultz-Ritterman, Rebecca Webb, Michael Mulnow, John Hogan, Han Huynh, and so many more. And it's also time to coincide with the Medium Festival of Photography, which is already underway in San Diego. And for some examples, I love John Hogan's work, where he takes these really beautiful landscapes with people in them. Usually it's his friends and family hiking or on camping trips, or it's sometimes people who are working in or working with the land. And then he cuts the people out and replaces them with this thick, sometimes glittery resin substitute. And I also really love the way Rebecca Webb uses our regional wild spaces. She's often bringing in these structures and wispy fabrics to set against mountains or against the horizon. Uh, Michael Mulnow recently had his work on view in the gallery, and he works with a lot of neighborhood photography, so the sides of nondescript and sometimes crumbling buildings, factories, or, or homes in the older suburbs in San Diego. And the reception for the show is this evening. It's from 5 to 8. And the gallery is open Wednesday through Saturday from 11 to 5 or by appointment. And this one will be on view through June 10th. And at Art Produce in North Park, there's a chance to experience a sound immersion installation. What exactly is that? So this is the work of composer and experimental sound artist Chris Warren for his residency at Art Produce. He's installed this 2018 work, The Omni Echo, and a noise created inside the Omni Echo will theoretically reverberate forever. So you could immerse yourself in the echo of a single note, or you could harmonize with yourself until you've made this kind of wall of sound, or even just bathe in the ambient noise and this is on view through may 15th and it's free and the public hours are thursday through saturday from 4 to 8 p.m and sunday from noon to 5. this is in the cooler room at art produce so it's in the back and you can access it by entering through the garden gates off of herman avenue so it's just around the corner from the front door of art produce on university City Ballet of San Diego performs their production of Don Quixote this weekend. What do we need to know about this ballet? Well, this is the ballet adaptation of the classic Di Cervantes novel. And it's kind of an epic parody of a man who takes on this really inflated importance of chivalry. It comes from reading too many novels. And he sets off on this quest with his sidekick to save the world. And this ballet was famously choreographed by Marius Petipa in 1869. And this is City Ballet resident choreographer Elizabeth Wistrich's take on that. This production's really indulgently theatrical. There's lots of big costumes. It's classical ballet. There's some duels, fairies, you name it. And this is also being performed with live music. The City Ballet Orchestra will be performing. 
is at the California Center for the Arts Escondido stage with just two performances, Saturday at 8 and Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock. You can find more details on Don Quixote as well as everything we've discussed at kpbs.org arts. And while you're there, you can sign up for Julia's weekly KPBS arts newsletter. I've been speaking with KPBS arts editor and producer Julia Dixon-Evans. And Julia, thank you very much. Thank you, Maureen. Have a good weekend. KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com.